Article 11, God's Original Design for Physical Intimacy, by B.A. Wiseman. Once upon a time, there was a land called America, where the citizens valued morals and higher culture. They did not accept physical intimacy before marriage, cohabitation outside of marriage, same-sex marriage, adultery, divorce, abortion, sodomy, gender dysphoria, pedophilia, or other sins. Sadly, that country has passed away. With tremendous sorrow for our children and young adults who never experienced the joy of living in such a season, all I can say is, what a pity. I am sorry. Since the early 1960s, America has suffered enormous spiritual and moral loss from the sexual revolution that shook the biblical Christian foundations of this nation. These ethics served as the moral paradigm since the founding of this nation in the early 1600s. Now, in the third decade of the 21st century, this moral crisis has reached gargantuan proportions. America is in the process of shedding every biblical value upon which our founding fathers established this great nation. The moral crisis is such that it should grab the attention of every American who is concerned for our future and our children's future. The cultural revolution of the 1960s has now come to a full harvest. We sowed the wind and have reaped the whirlwind of immorality. The 6,000-year history of marriage is in shambles, redefined with the infections of a plethora of immorality that shatter the dreams of generations. A growing majority of Americans, particularly those in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, now embrace a new brand of immorality that would have shamed previous generations. Our removal of the biblical landmarks is turning America into a dysfunctional society with unspeakably enormous consequences. Our social structure is shredded. Every segment of American society is impacted. As the spiritual and moral foundations are rent asunder, the economic fortunes and political and social structure are coming unhinged. Remnant Christians must resolve to look evil in the eye, square our shoulders, and with faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, purpose to stand with unflinching resolve in defense and practice of the spiritual and moral principles of the generations who preceded us. We must resolve to turn back the clock and repent of wasting the time-honored biblical and moral principles that alone chart a clear path for us and our children. Let us begin this journey to repentance with the clearly divined model of what God says about the matter of sex. Physical Intimacy This uncomfortable subject is deserving of your thoughtful, prayerful attention. America suffers desperately under the consequences of abusing physical intimacy, a practice that God intended for and within the bounds of marriage. Now, 41% of all children born are to unmarried mothers, and 71% of black children are born out of wedlock. The sins of same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, fornication, adultery, cohabitation, which is living together without marriage, rape, sodomy, pedophilia, pornography, and other moral crimes are at epidemic proportions. Our courtrooms, prisons, and juvenile detention centers are overflowing with offenders and victims of these moral crimes. The suffering and economic costs to the social structure of America are beyond calculation. Our only option is to turn to God by faith in Jesus Christ in true repentance. We must confess our sin and seek God's mercy and forgiveness. This repentance is real only if we have a corresponding return to the Bible, the owner's manual, for time-honored moral instruction.
God spoke an unchanging word of truth. His principles for the Hebrews remain the same for us today. His laws regarding moral purity apply to us, for his word is absolute, timeless, truth, perfect for every generation. God, Sex, and Scripture The fall of Adam and Eve resulted in a major change in the way a man and a woman relate to each other physically. Prior to the fall, Adam and Eve were wired in a different fashion in every aspect of their being, including physical intimacy. Apparently before the fall, the act of physical intimacy was intended only for procreation. Clothed in celestial bodies of light with the potential to live forever, there would have been no need for an enormous number of children. Without the specter of death, war, disease, and other misfortunes, the necessity for procreation would have been much more limited than in our fallen world, where all these factors are in play. All that we understand about physical intimacy in this fallen world must begin with God's word. Why? Because God created physical intimacy. Where other than God's word should we go to explore this subject? God made physical intimacy only for the marriage. Physical intimacy has no place outside of marriage. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. From Hebrews 4.12 We are called to honor the institution of marriage. It is a holy estate created by God. God, who created marriage, has the right to define what he created. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. From Genesis 2, verse 24. God defined marriage as the union between one man and one woman of the same bone and flesh for life. God's original design for marriage provided for physical intimacy between the husband and wife. God designed the body parts of the man and the woman to fit together for the purpose of conceiving children. Reproduction is central to God's design for marriage, for within its bounds is the only allowance for conception of children. There is considerable information on how God views physical intimacy between a husband and a wife. Couples that live in sexless marriage cannot be said to be living according to biblical principles. The Song of Solomon is especially for married couples. While this book is the basis for demonstrating the relationship between Christ and his church, it is undeniable that literary bent toward romance and intimacy is central to this theological construct. The act of physical intimacy between a husband and wife, releases oxytocin, a chemical released in the brain that is known as a bonding hormone because it unites a husband and wife physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Intimacy is more than physical. As a spiritual, emotional, and psychological model, it represents the relationship between Christ and his church in Ephesians 5, verse 25-30. We, the bride of Christ, are to be bound with him in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. However, one defines those. Our relationship to Jesus Christ is more than intellectually acknowledging the preeminence of Christ in our need for sound theology and study of Scripture. Our relationship with Christ involves our emotions, convictions, dedication, faith, and commitment, our hearts. These emotions are not tangible. They come from within. Regarding particulars of physical intimacy, God's word provides specific instruction to the husband and wife on times for abstinence from intimacy. The Bible does not sanction contraceptives to prevent the, con the conception of children. Many authorities in the field of human reproduction believe that physical intimacy increases the health and longevity of married couples. God alone defines marriage, 
any other definition of marriage is unbiblical and an affront to God. Jesus Christ, our Savior, said this himself about marriage. Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. From Matthew 19, verses 4 through 6, and Mark chapter 10, verses 2 through 9. The owner's manual forbids any physical intimacy outside of marriage. Premarital, premarital intimacy is unacceptable to God, always has been, and always will be. Therefore, cohabitation is likewise unacceptable to God, always has been, and always will be. Adultery is unacceptable to God, always has been, and always will be. Sodomy is a crime against God and nature, always has been, and always will be. The same is true with pornography or other forms of serious addictions. God's instruction never changes. His truth is timeless. What is true today will remain true 1,000 years from now. Premarital, premarital intimacy is wrong for many reasons. When the male and female come together in physical intimacy, hormones and neurochemicals, especially oxytocin, commonly known as the bonding, love, and cuddle hormone, are released. Oxytocin is the same bonding hormone that bonds a nursing mother to her child. Sex before marriage triggers certain psychological emotions in the brain that leave a major impact on the girl. There is no safe sex outside of marriage, nor is there any contraceptive that will heal a broken heart. God purposed that his children place limits on their biological drives before and after marriage. He never allows it outside of marriage. He requires that we exhibit self-control and not allow our flesh to burn. Moreover, Failure to control our biological drives is responsible for a plethora of deviant sexual crimes, including pornography, rape, sodomy, pedophilia, bestiality, and etc. These are all condemned immoral acts. With that in mind, surely the reader can see why America is in the midst of a moral crisis no less serious than that of the ancient cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Unless this nation comes to repentance, the same God who judged those wicked sinkholes will also judge this land. Indeed, America is already under judgment as the consequences of these sins. The brokenness of families, pain, suffering, disease, and death that result from our moral meltdown are also bringing about the social dysfunction of the nation. For those who have sinned against God's law, both before marriage and within the sacred bonds of marriage, the remedy is confession of this sin before a holy God a penitent and contrite heart that humbly seeks the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and offended parties, and a complete turning away from this sinful wickedness. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made righteous of God in him. From 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Don't forget to seek the forgiveness of those whom you've wounded with your fornication or adultery. Also, remember the awesome truth that at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ is where sinners find forgiveness and broken lives are restored. Go and sin no more.